When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. It's Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. A lot going on out there, and I know that it is uh, a holiday weekend, more Day weekend we're going into, so people are getting ready to go hit the road or get up on the in the skies to travel to see friends, friends and family. And there's both celebration and a solemnity this weekend, celebration of this country and the freedoms that we have, and solemnity at the remembrance of those who gave their lives so that we could have those freedoms. Uh, but for our, uh, a lot of you, I know it's closing the last few hours here of the day, perhaps, as you're getting ready, or maybe you've just got to finish out the workday. So Clay and I are going to talk to you about a whole bunch of stuff. We have, for example, the... Uh, the ongoing, this is going to be something, it's an, it's going to be a story we're talking about a lot here. Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, that primary. Um, interesting also to see the Democrat response, the Biden, the Biden apparatus response to, to this now. And you're starting to get a sense as to maybe whether they're hoping they get one candidate or the other, how they're going to play it from the outside, how they're going to cover all this. So we'll certainly, discuss that um in a, in a couple of democrat controlled cities we have uh some interesting stuff going on one is london breed in san francisco you see this booed booed at a meeting to try to address the fentanyl crisis and uh, you know we just saw our uh i just saw dave uh dave rubin down here in florida recently and uh, he's he's a buddy of ours, and he had just been in San Francisco and was sharing videos of it, you know, yeah. online on Twitter. And uh, it it is what people say it is. It has turned into a mess. There are parts of the downtown that have the feel of a zombie apocalypse. And what's happening is you've got people that are extremely addicted to drugs, who are committing crimes as well as you know quality of life violations for everybody else. 
to feed their drug habit, and, and they're overdosing at unprecedented rates. So that's going on in San Francisco. We can address that. Mayor Adams in New York City, I, I almost couldn't believe this, but he's looking at uh, a homeless bill of rights. This is what they're calling it, the homeless bill of rights that will allow for a uh, homeless people to camp on the streets. This is going to do what you've seen in Portland and L.A. Yeah, and San crazy. Francisco and Austin. A lot of this in Austin, Texas, when I was there a couple of years ago, I'm not sure if they've tried to start cleaning it up yet or not, but people camping out on the streets, bad news. The debt ceiling still a thing. Is the economy going to get driven off a cliff by this? We will address. But first off, you know, Clay, uh, occasionally we, we have a moment here on this show that all the other shows have to talk about. Hat tip to you, sir, for asking about a pardon for uh, Donald Trump if Ron DeSantis becomes the president, obviously becoming the uh, just the nominee is not a, you know, it would be fun if you had pardon power as a nominee. That yeah, would, that would no really doubt. spice things up. But here is a bunch of places talking about what we talked about. So uh, here is your Friday montage. Play one. The newly official presidential candidate, Ron DeSantis, was just asked if he'd pardon January 6th insurrectionists. Governor DeSantis has said he would look at pardons. Pardoning January 6th riders. Ron DeSantis today said he was open to January 6th pardons. DeSantis made the comments on a conservative radio show. He made the comments on a radio show, appearing on a conservative talk show. Today, the governor told another conservative radio host. DeSantis was asked today if he would pardon January 6th rioters and possibly Trump. And he'd also consider pardoning Donald Trump. Suggesting they could pardon Trump. Ron DeSantis, today, today, said he'd consider pardoning Donald Trump. Can I just say, Clay, to me, what's interesting here, not only that, you know, we're, we're making the global news cycle on this one, well done, sir. But also, you can see that they're they're hedging their bets, right? They want to make sure that Joe Biden stays. They don't really care about anything other than that, you know. And you can see they're already setting up. If, let's just say, it were a Ron DeSantis uh, win in the primary, he's connected to January 6th, too. He's just as bad. Fascism is coming to America. They're going to do the thing. We can see them doing the thing. Well, I saw Liz Cheney tweeted, and I'm paraphrasing. It's a, uh, if you are willing to pardon anyone from January 6th or Donald Trump, you're not qualified to be president. And I would establish if you are running for the Republican nomination, the Liz Cheney rule, almost anything she tweets, you should do the opposite of. But, Buck, there are a couple of things that I think are significant, and I'm glad, uh, you know, that, that this conversation took place because I do think it's important. And I have not heard any other Republican candidate for president say that he would consider pardoning Trump. Now, people remember who listened to this show. I think it was on Wednesday's show, maybe Tuesdays. I said, look, to me, this is a matter of principle. And I think it is a strong statement to make that regardless of what your personal misgivings might be about Trump if you're running against him for the Republican nomination, you should be standing on principle that the idea of putting a leading presidential candidate or a former president in jail for a crime that is purely being prosecuted based on politics. I'm leaving out, look, if the president, former president, shoots someone, right? Yeah. Like an Kills actual, someone in a drunk driving accident, correct. you don't pardon for that. Correct. But I'm talking about something Not that you that, really could, but you know what I mean. Theoretically, yeah. I'm talking about something that is purely political in nature. I think every Republican should line up running for president and say, we're not going to allow Trump to be put in prison for federal-related charges. You know what I thought about yesterday when, when you said this, and I, I think it's 
it's interesting because it goes right to the dynamics of the primary going on right now. Um, because to me, and we're in agreement on this one, it is both the ethical and politically uh, savvy move Correct. to say I'm going to pardon Trump. It's ethical because I do. We all know that the, the get Trump operation is completely insane. They've got so many criminal cases and everything else that we can't even keep it all straight. Um, and then politically, because it shows a willingness to rise above partisan, rise above intra-party rivalry to just do the right thing under the circumstances. But I think you're not hearing any of the other primary candidates say it, because to even say that out loud is an admission that maybe Donald Trump isn't going to be the nominee and then the president. You know what I mean? It's like you can't even say this. Well, because those guys are not really running against Trump, right? There's really, so far in the presidential race, there's DeSantis running against Trump, and everybody else is running to hope to be in the Trump administration. That's what it feels like to me. Now, the other part of this, Buck, that, that I think is significant, I mentioned this yesterday, and I don't know if Joe Biden, certainly Biden's not smart enough to think through this, but it would be a political masterstroke for Joe Biden to actually pardon Trump because then he can say this. I'm standing on principle and I think it would actually play really well with independence because I don't think independents yes. want Trump to go to jail. It, sh- it shows that he wants calm normalcy. Yeah. It's what He's, he claimed he wanted when he ran for president right. in 2020. 2020 Joe Biden should Say that, you know, tw- rather 2020 Joe Biden, if he were, you know, making a comeback here, I totally agree with you. That, that is the ultimate really alpha dog move to. You're like, I'm going to beat his ass in the election. So yeah. I'm not even afraid of Trump and I'm going to keep him from going to prison. And, but I think there's also uh, almost no chance. I'd say like a 10% chance of it. It's, it's not zero chance, but because the, the Biden base has been told. Yeah. That Trump is going to prison. They really believe that, and and now I think they're actually trying to make it a reality. So so pardoning him in any capacity for Joe Biden, what I I don't know. It depends whether they get the messaging that this is necessary for them to retain power, or you know if there's some advantage to them. But I think in general, emotionally, they demand Trump in handcuffs, which is completely insane. I don't think Biden is adroit enough politically to pull it off. Because the guy can barely read off a teleprompter. If he could go out. I mean, this is the soul of the nation stuff that Biden likes to sell all the time. Oh, I'm here to heal the soul of the nation. No, really, he's been the worst president in any of our lives. And he's been wildly divisive. So this would actually follow the rhetoric that he is not allowed to be implemented in any way so far in his presidency. I don't think he'll do it. That's the one thing I wonder, because remember, you would still have New York and Georgia uh, potentially with the criminal cases against Trump. So you'd still have the criminal uh, element out there that the president doesn't have any control over. This would just allow uh, this to go away. Maybe maybe the play is Biden pardons Hunter, too, and pardons Trump and thinks that if he pardons Hunter and he says this is just an example of how toxic our politics have gotten I'm going to pardon the president, and I'm going to pardon my son. Maybe then that's the way that he keeps Hunter out of the lion's den, so to speak. Maybe that is a play. But again, I just don't think that politically Biden is a strong enough uh, leader or just a facile enough thinker to work his way to making a rational, reasonable 
risky move that would actually redound, I think, much to his benefit. You know, I'm having some uh, 2016 flashbacks in, in a few ways, but one of them is you're already starting to see because remember, you know, 2020 there was it was all it was Trump and the Republican Party was 98 percent, 99 percent behind Trump. Uh, the, the president, obviously. And this time around, though, it's a little bit like it was in 2016, where you had, you know, there were Rubio supporters yeah. and Ted Cruz. I remember because I was out there, uh, you know, Rubio supporters, Ted Cruz supporters. There were like two or three Kasich supporters who would go on TV or Kasich supporters. Um, you know, there are a handful of others out there. I can't even, I can't even remember off the top of my head all the different, I think there were 19 candidates, but did you see that we had, uh, uh, Josh Hammer, who's editor at large at Newsweek, who's a DeSantis guy, and Caroline Levitt, who we just had on the show earlier this week. She yep. is a MAGA Inc. official spokesman. You know, it's, uh, we're starting to see the rumbles happen here a little bit. Here they are on, I think this is, uh, Newsmax play clip six. DeSantis's botched campaign announcement proves that he and his team are not ready for prime time. He proposes a national federal sales tax. He voted to cut social security. He has no plan to end the war in Ukraine. President Trump cut taxes, secure the border, reinvest it in our economy. He and is the day one leader that America needs. Look, I mean, Carolyn has her talking points, and that's cute and everything, but the reality here is that Republican primary voters are ready for a winner. They are sick of losing. They are sick of relitigating an election from two and a half years ago. They are sick of Stormy Daniels and all of the crap. This country is going to (laughs) hell in a a handbasket. It's time to put policy on the agenda and to start winning. You're reciting your Democrat talking points. My talking points are truth, and the polls prove it. (laughs) I mean, that's that's a little feisty. There's a quick exchange, but there was some feistiness there. Look. Trump team, DeSantis team, you're going to hear some of this stuff for sure. But it's, to me, that was like the opening salvo of, oh, that's right. We're going to have a primary with people debating the different candidates on cable news. There's going to be official spokesmen, uh, official surrogates. So strap in, everybody. We've moved from everybody's on the same team to you never know when you're going to turn around and just get decked yep. uh, on uh, from somebody in your own side. And uh, look, the reality is this should make everybody way stronger. Trump could not have won in 2016, I don't think, if he hadn't gone through the gauntlet that was all of the challengers arrayed against him in 2016. And Trump 2020 so far, uh, as he gets ready for 2024, has not been the best version of Trump yet. I think he needs to get out on the husting, so to speak. I think he needs to be having his rallies. I think he needs to be throwing punches. And uh, you're going to see a lot of that. I, I, I think that that that's that, that back and forth between Caroline and Josh that we just played. It's actually really it's, good. It, it, no, that, this is it's it's good TV. This is what I mean by this stuff has to happen. The primary, you know, jo- Josh was throwing down. Carolyn was throwing down. There's going to be there's going to be more of this. And I, I always say this. This is the when I think of cable news and, you know, Newsmax is obviously a cable channel. Um, this is, this is what I always yeah. used to, this was, it, it was the people fighting and, and really the origins of this. You could even take it back to, uh, William F. Buckley and Gore Vidal, um, at, uh, one of the presidential elections many, many decades ago on TV. They had the point counterpoint, you know, Democrat, Republican. And, uh, I sit here and I just, I don't know, hearkening back to the old times, my friend. I, I think we're going to see a lot more of it and it's going to get, uh, it's going to get pretty interesting. Out well, there. and again, so far, and maybe there's going to be a third force that that ascends. Uh, the DeSantis people announced they raised $8.2 million yesterday in the first 24 hours of his campaign. 
That's more than anybody's ever raised in the history of presidential campaigns. Biden actually had the record back in 2019 when they tapped all the Obama donors uh, to try to uh, to get to him $6.4 million. The amount of money that DeSantis is going to have is, I mean, I don't see if there's going to be a third candidate who's able to emerge. I think this is going to be a real mano a mano throwing big punches at each other at this point. We're going to come back in into more of this, 800-282-2882. And also, there's one political analyst out there who is saying that DeSantis should just drop out entirely, Clay. And we're going to have to address her very uh, in-depth arguments from The View. Oh, we of will, course. <laughs> we'll address The our View. Our good friends at The our View. Our good friends at The View when we come back here. But, you know, as we head into Memorial Day weekend, it's important to take a moment and reflect on all the men and women in our military who've made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. One organization we are so proud to partner with here on the show is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They've been supporting our heroes and their families since 9-11. That extends to cops, first responders, and firemen. In fact, Tunnel to Towers was started by the brother of a fireman lost on that tragic day. The foundation does so much, including a variety of runs, walks, and charity climbs. In fact, next weekend... My wife, Carrie, is going to be participating in the Tunnel to Towers climb at One World Trade Center in New York City. She's climbing 104 stories, raising funds for Tunnel to Towers. If you'd like to make a, do- a donation to Carrie's efforts and you know help make me look good as the husband here in the process, head over to clayandbuck.com, and you'll see a link to her page. So please, let's let's really hit those fundraising goals. All the money, every single dollar goes right to Tunnel to Towers Foundation. We're just raising money here for Tunnel to Towers. But go over to clayandbuck.com. You'll see the link to uh, Carrie's page for her team for the climb, 104 stories. Um, also posted on that page is the story of how Tunnel to Towers came to be. It's remarkable, it's sobering, and it's so important and powerful. So this Memorial Day, while everyone's celebrating a three-day weekend and gathering with family and friends, let's also remember those who are not able to do that or are missing a loved one at the table. Please head over to clayandbuck.com. You'll find a link to Carrie's donation page. Please support her climb for Tunnel to Towers so that we, the American people, will keep our sacred obligation to support our heroes and their families. Any amount is appreciated. Any amount you can give. Go to clayandbuck.com. You'll find a link to the donation page for Carrie's climb today. The voices of sanity in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. 
Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on Friday as we head into a fabulous holiday weekend. I want to play for you, our good friends at The View. Is this Joy Behar, Buck, who is arguing that DeSantis needs to drop out of the race already? It is, Clay, you mansplaining sportsman. (laughs) Let's listen to the call from Joy Behar that it's time for DeSantis to drop out of the race. I think about him sometimes when I'm lying in bed and I have nothing else to think about. And and I think, you know, this guy is really a non-starter here because he can't get past this base because his mag, the MAGA base, they drank the Kool-Aid for Trump, not for him. There's not enough Kool-Aid in the world. So he can't get past the base. He can't attack Trump. You want to go up against Trump, you got to attack him, but he can't because the MAGA base will turn on him mm. it's a mess you know so get, just get out of the race you're not going to win nothing's going to happen for him nothing i love uh, the idea by the way of joy behar just laying in bed dreaming about ron DeSantis here um but so what what is her response not that we think joy behar is an astute political analyst at all she hates trump joy behar does buck with every fiber of her being so it's amazing how many of these people who claim to profess to hate Trump and believe he's a unique threat also don't want anybody to run against him. What's their game plan there? I think it's worth thinking about. Uh, remember all those free cell phone offers you used to hear about from one cell phone company or another? They sound great at the beginning, but the details emerge and there's all kinds of strings attached. You know who doesn't do that? Pure Talk. Only Pure Talk will give you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been hijacked. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and data plan with mobile hotspot for 55 bucks a month. Get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free as well. Unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, and you'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to Pure Talk right now. Here's how you do it. Dial pound 250 Say Clay and Buck, you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up. Unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Switch to Pure Talk today. Pure Talk, wireless for Americans by Americans. All right, let's take a a little look over at how things are going in Democrat land for a second. Remember, Joe Biden is uh, 
not doing so well these days. And I don't just mean when you look and you see and you hear, but also based on the, the polls, which is the only data that we have about perception right now. And even over at uh, Biden HQ, also known as CNN, they're saying, look, the numbers uh, are looking really bad right now for Joe Biden. Play clip nine. Horrible news. Horrible for Joe Biden in our new CNN poll. Two thirds of all of the American people surveyed, 66 percent of the public say that a Biden victory would either be a setback or a disaster for the United States. Those are some bad numbers. Well, I mean, just your basic favorability, favorable opinion or unfavorable opinion of Joe Biden. Look at how Americans are rating him, Jake. I mean, 35 percent favorable. That is remarkably low. 57 percent have an unfavorable rating. And look at this by party. Look at this decline among independents from December. 35 percent favorable rating in December. He's now down at 26 percent favorable with independents. Now, this is interesting to me, Clay, because on the one hand, uh, it's it's just you could say it's really early and, you know, polls don't really matter right now. OK, but I have to think that independents are more and more fed up with just the lack of execution on the promises of the Biden administration, the high inflation numbers, mortgages super high right now. There's there's some day to day stuff that I think independents are probably and the the mess that is the border that no one can even try to defend right now. And so then that brings me to they're still talking about RFK Jr. And and he doesn't seem to be going away. You know, you had him on. You did that interview with him. I, I wanted to again over at Biden HQ, CNN. They're talking about RFK Jr. Play clip 10. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not going away. He is polling at 20 percent in our latest CNN poll. 20 percent against a sitting Democratic president, Joe Biden. By the way, this is the second poll showing this in a month. And I think what stands out about it is not just that it is big, it is that it is consistent and it is not an outlier. It's not an outlier, right? So our CNN poll had Kennedy at 20 percent. We've had two Fox polls out in the last month. One had him at 16 percent. The other one had him at 19 percent. And so we're seeing this very consistent sort of range of Kennedy somewhere between 15 and 20 percent. Who who comprises, Clay, RFK Jr.'s 20 percent within the Democrat stealth primary if you will that's going on right yeah now. it's a great question um i think it's people who are just reasonable and logical and i think there is and, un- and some of these people are listening to us by the way right now i think there are democrats that are they've seen the light on covid and the lies that they were told and this is when we had rfk jr on look y- there are lots of things that you're going to disagree with any politician on but rfk jr to his credit is the only Democrat politician who's been 100% right about COVID, just about. And also, Buck, he's the only Democrat I've seen who's come out and said, hey, you know, boys shouldn't be able to identify as girls and go win girls' championships. Not a single Democrat in Congress, not a single Democrat right now anywhere in a prominent position that I can see. And when, when I hear all those numbers, Joe Biden is going to be the weakest incumbent president in any of our lives doesn't mean he can't win but i actually am more fascinated than the republican debate of who's going to go against biden which obviously we're going to be having from now all the way until probably the end of march when maybe a nominee is 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 selected for republicans why is nobody challenging biden 
other than RFK Jr. and Marianne Williamson. To me, when RFK Jr. and Marianne Williamson, who was obviously a, a total, you know, new age sort of, uh, I don't know, what would you call her? Like, uh, just life coach? Yeah. Like a life coach. Yeah. Right? And I don't mean anything negative about it, but I mean, she's just clearly not an upper tier candidate. If you've got 30% of people that will support RFK Jr. and, uh, and Marianne Williamson, why in the world would there not be a legitimate candidate run against Biden? Because I think you would win. Like, well, they they won't because the I think that the power of the incumbency is always over is underrated in discussions about this stuff until the rubber really meets the road and you're in the thick of the election and you've got you know rallies happening and you got people showing up and you got the numbers and the media frenzy and it feels like it's getting closer. To be the president who is running to keep the job, I just think that's an advantage that they wouldn't want to get, you know, that they wouldn't want to even consider giving up, right? That's- I get it. I think, Buck, everything probabilistically, right? So when there are a ton of people running for president, the odds of any one individual winning are actually fairly low, right? But if you were a legitimate candidate running against Biden right now, you might have a 10 or 15% chance of getting elected president. I mean, a legitimate Democrat who is just not dementia riddled, able to actually have a conversation. You know, what's unfortunate for RFK Jr. and people heard this conversation that we had on the show, Buck, he's got major vocal cord injuries, which make it difficult for him to communicate what happened? at a high level. What happened? Do we know? I, I need to look that up because I, it, it, it was a, uh, a virus, I think, that he got on his vocal folds. That led to him having, I mean, if you listen to him talk, it really makes it difficult for him to communicate. His voice is not all there. And I don't even know, Buck, whether he has the ability to talk like for three hours every day, right? You, you know, know just I've, in terms of, which is important when you're running for office. I don't know if I've ever, I think I told the story on the show in the first year of the show. The first time I ever filled in for Rush, I had to get a steroid shot to open my vocal cords because I had such a bad throat infection. That's, that's the the kind of stuff you do in radio world, taking roids for your vocal cords. Well, I mean, it's always like kind of a fear for uh, for anybody in radio. I know Rush struggled with his hearing, but the only two things that we really have to have to do high quality radio, or at least the radio that you consider worthy of listening to, I hope it's high quality, is have the ability to speak and have the ability to hear. And um, difficult voice is a huge. Uh, that's a huge problem for a political candidate, though. Just to, to be honest, it really is. I think even more so than you know appearance anything. issues, or you know, I mean, look, Joe Biden looks too old for the job, yes. obviously, and, I, and that's not a that's not an you know an ageist comment. It's a he looks like he is declining. He can't walk. And, and, you know, he can't walk. He looks like somebody who needs to be helped around uh, by you know twenty four seven care yep and instead he's got the nuclear codes it's not really what we're looking for so probabilistically you know if you're pritzker or you're gavin newsom or you are eric adams i don't know somebody who has aspirations to one day be president of the united states and has in some way a pedestal right a a position of political influence right now why wouldn't you throw your hat in the ring against biden I mean, there's 30% of Democrat voters that are saying, hey, I'll go with RFK Jr. or with Marianne Williamson. I'm not sure Biden, you know, would would be able to run a truly challenging campaign to be the Democrat nominee. I don't think when we talk about the Democrat apparatus, right, 
if you had gone up against Obama as a Democrat while he was in office, you were going to be finished Annihilated. to them forever, yes. right? I mean, yeah. I, I don't just mean you wouldn't win. I mean, yeah, yeah. there would be a vindictive campaign of punishment and expelling you from, you know, the big donor parties yeah. and, and every, you know, you'd be, you'd be gone. Hillary was the apparatus candidate in 2016, and we all know how that worked out, but they chose her over Biden. I bring it up because I don't think that the the Democrat apparatus of today feels any loyalty to Biden at all. He was just what they had on shelf when the customers you know, needed something, and that was what they went for. So I think he's in a weaker place now because the top people... He doesn't have top advisors around him. He doesn't have powerful people, movers and shakers, who are loyal to Joe Biden. They're loyal to Democrat in the Oval Office. That's all they care about. Yeah, and 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 the other thing I would add here is I think the power of institutions is collapsing. And when I say the power of institutions is collapsing, I think the ability of a candidate to go directly to his or her audience through social media, through non-traditional outlets – is so extremely uh, powerful now that you don't have to be the chosen one of the DNC or the RNC. And certainly Trump showed that because his insurgent candidacy was opposed by everybody in a position of power and prominence in uh, in the RNC back in the day, which is why it's interesting now that he is the preferred ch- candidate, I believe, of, uh, of the RNC. Trump has all the political backing now of the uh, of the political industry i just you got a 10 or 15 percent chance i think if you have a decent platform to get elected president if you were willing to run against joe biden as a democrat i really do think so uh look joe biden is diminishing we all know that uh he doesn't have the mental or physical faculties he also frankly doesn't have testosterone um and uh, if your t levels are low your energy's low there's a direct correlation there a lot of guys reach for caffeine energy drinks how about a more healthy approach how about chalk natural natural supplements this is a company that spent years formulating the right combination of natural ingredients to create their male vitality stack this is just a set of daily supplements all natural give you more energy and restore your tea levels in a matter of months. You can find chalk products online. Again, they're all natural. Check them out for yourself. Not just for men, for women only. They have a female vitality stack too. Website is chalk.com, spelled C-H-O-Q. Right now, you get 35% off when you use my name, Clay, that's C-L-A-Y, on any chalk subscription for life. C-H-O-Q.com. My name, Clay, 35% off. Do it today heard it on the show hear more on the podcast clay and buck podcast deep dives more content more common sense find the guys on the iheart app or wherever you get your podcasts why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver i just don't understand have we already forgotten about regional bank closures inflation global instability and the potential for serious world conflicts you can look to precious metals for various reasons One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. 
The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, Friday before Memorial Day weekend. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. A few of you want to weigh in on a variety of topics that we have been discussing so far today. Let's go down to Diane in Melbourne, Florida. What you got for us, Diane? Well, I wanted to say that a lot of people in Florida are really pissed off that DeSantis is running for president. Um, You know, we feel we got a bait and switch. We spent a lot of time and energy and money to get him reelected for four years. And uh, apparently he knew he was going to immediately run for president uh, and he didn't bother telling us. So since November, he's been out of the state on, you know, a lecture tour, a book signing tour, a pre-announcement tour. Now he's going on a post-announcement tour. So, Diane, to be fair, I mean, he waited until the legislative session was finished and stacked up a lot of wins. What do you think he's not doing as Florida governor that you would want to see him doing uh, right now? Well, no, that that's not the point. The point is he knew he was going to uh, run for president. He should never have run for governor again. He should have let another Republican come in, and then he could have just spent his time running for president. 
But I mean, think about all the people, Diane, that that would, uh, that, uh, or Leslie, pardon me, um, that that would, um, exclude from running for office. I mean, everyone's either a governor or a senator pretty much that runs for office, right? So, I mean, do you, you see what I'm saying? Like that, that's just kind of the way it is. I, Trump was the very, very rare exception who came in not from a political background. But if you look at everybody who's running right now, they all have current political jobs. Uh, yeah, and other it's, than Trump, it's an interesting call, Diane and Melbourne. We'll get to a couple more calls here too. Um, but you know, look, she's totally right. I mean, if it's, she finds it annoying and she wants to be the governor here, I, I get it. I get it. it. I just I don't know if this is this this argument is interesting to me, Buck, because you do hear it sometimes. If you like somebody so much as governor that you don't want them to have a bigger job, I don't know that I've ever heard that argument before. Right, you would never say, "Hey, this Triple A baseball player is so good at Triple A baseball. I don't want him to go to the major leagues." Right? Like, no. I guess if you are a huge fan of a minor league uh, team, and by the way, if he loses, which right now the gambling markets would suggest that he is going to lose, he'll go right back to being your governor by March full time for three more years. So, if you maybe there are people. I mean, that that'll be a question. For people like you, Buck, who live in Florida in the primary when you get into March, maybe there are people out there listening to us in Florida who are like, hey, I'm yeah. voting against DeSantis in the Florida primary for the presidency. I want to keep him for myself. Because I want to keep him as myself, my yeah. governor. Right? I, I, look, I, I get, that's what I mean. I get it. I'm not I'm not dismissing. Uh, oh, no, but it was Diane. I'm sorry. Yeah. We, had, we had two Florida calls here. It was Diane. I'm not dismissing what she says at all. I get it. And I, as a Floridian now, I, I got concerns, too. I'm like, well, yeah. who's next? I mean, who would take over? But if it is the fact, and let's all remember, and we're very cognizant of this year, Trump is still way ahead in the polls. Trump is still very much the favorite, the odds-on favorite. We 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 live in realityville for sure. Um, but if it were the choice of the Republican electorate that Ron DeSantis should be the president of the United States, I, I think you got. I think it, I think you put country before state in that situation. I think that would be the approach that a lot of folks would take. But not everybody, and I get that. Um, Mike in Pennsylvania, what's going on, Mike? Hey, guys, Clay Buck, thanks for all you do. Uh, I was on a Trump train, obviously, in 16 and 17. Uh, I'm ready for some change. You know, I'm really looking forward to Santos, and I think he's the guy. Uh, appreciate it, and thanks. Have a great great holiday. All right, cool. Thank you. Have a, have a good holiday weekend, too, Mike. appreciate you. Now, time for Leslie in Jacksonville, Florida. Leslie, what do you got for us? Yes, um, I wanted to say I agree with everything that Diane said. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, love Ron DeSantis, voted for him for governor, um, but want him to stay the governor. I felt I feel very loyal to Trump. I, I think it's disloyal to Trump for him to run, um, and I feel like the Democrats have done a good job of wearing all these people down that were like, oh, I voted for Trump twice, but I'm I'm changing. That's exactly what they wanted. Now, but, okay, why do you why do you think party. they want that? Sorry to cut you off because I think it's an interesting interesting point that you're making, Leslie. You're saying, oh, I think the Democrats are trying to you know basically uh, wear down the Trump supporters and say move on. I mean, ultimately, I'm guessing. Your goal, Leslie, is to have a Republican in as the president in 2024, right? And yeah. my position on yeah. that would be Democrats, I don't think, are trying to push away Trump. I think if Joe Biden could pick his uh, opponent, he would pick Donald Trump. I think if the DNC got to select 
the Republican nominee. And we even hinted at this yesterday, Buck. Maybe they'll even spend some money supporting Trump. Joe Biden wants to run against Trump. The DNC wants Trump as the nominee. I guess I see it as the opposite direction. I don't think Democrats are trying to push Trump away at all. I think they're desperate for him to be the nominee. I don't know if I agree completely with that. I feel like they are still scared of Trump. Maybe they're just giving that impression. But I feel like Trump has fought so hard for all of us. He's gone through so much. And then for people to just be so worn down by the Democrats to say, I'm ready for change. I'm ready for something different. It's like I feel like it's a total turning their back on on Trump. And I'm I'm for Trump all the way. I love DeSantis, but I wanted I voted him for governor. To yeah, can, governor Leslie, can I can I just offer something? I, like I I appreciate that you can you can really support and respect both of these fighters, right? I mean, I, you know, I just think that's 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 good to hear. Like that that's a place that I I, I totally get it. So I thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on this one. But yeah, whoever someone should like, Leslie's all in for Trump. But notice she's like, I'm all in for Trump. I think DeSantis is a great governor. Okay, cool. Like, that's that's what this is all about. It's not about one person is like a Soros-backed monster that's going to destroy the country and the other's awesome. So that's kind of where we're centering the discussion. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 